0: I wonder if there's anyone listening to the radio right now that feels the same way I do.
1: Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with Pastor Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Now, here's Pastor Steve with today's core truth.
0: Today, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 41, and I entitled this message, Not Forsaken. Have you ever felt, well, forgotten? It's when you feel like you've been abandoned and forsaken. It comes with the feelings of loneliness and rejection, it's when sad and depression thoughts take over. I hope none of you listening on the radio today are experience any of those feelings right now because it's an empty place to be for our circumstances, as you know, can drive us to places of great despair. As many of you know that, well, firsthand, unfortunately. Yes, it's a process that happens through multiple times of continued letdowns and, well, disappointments. That's what leads to a place of bitterness because we feel powerless against what's happening. I remember after my parents divorced, I really became bitter. I didn't like the new arrangement. I found myself angry with my parents. Well, gee, I was only 16 years old. I mean, how could they just break up our entire family? How selfish of them. It was then that I decided to never see my parents again. And just like that, in my mind, it was Over. Done deal. Case closed. I was actually amazed at how easy it was to pull it off. I started a new job at that point. Again, I'm 16. I moved at the same time into, you know, some little one-room place that I rented for like $65 a month. You know, again, this was before cell phones and email. I had no forwarding address or phone number. Then the unexpected happened. It was about a year, year and a half later, I came into a relationship with Jesus Christ. That ended up being, you know, the best thing that ever happened to me. Out of the darkness, you know, my life came to light. Yes. God reached out to me in my emptiness and he gave me a fresh new start. Yes, he gave me the answer to what my empty soul was looking for. It was joy and peace. But I wasn't off the hook. I still had the unforgiving heart towards my parents. It was filled with bitterness. I realized as a person who just received God's love and forgiveness to fill my heart, I couldn't keep a deep and bitter grudge towards my parents. Oh, yes, I remember vividly when God broke the news to me as... I was reading through the book of Exodus. I was in the 20th chapter, and that's where the Ten Commandments are first recorded. And I got to that fifth commandment, and it's the only commandment that has a promise attached to it. And the fifth commandment says, honor your father and mother, and it will give you long life. Well, I remember that still small voice of the Lord saying to me, you have to forgive your parents as I as I read that. But I said to myself, uh, yeah, I don't think so. You know, it's not going to happen. I didn't have a real willing heart at that moment. Yes, I was a willing recipient, you could say, to receive all of God's forgiveness and blessings as it was offered to me, yet I was... I wasn't so willing to extend that same love and forgiveness that God had given to me to those who had caused me so much pain and misery. I wonder if there's anyone listening to the radio right now that feels the same way I did. Yes, you love and embrace God's tender mercy and forgiveness for all of your shortcomings, when you've sinned and you have done things that have caused you much guilt and shame, it's those things that cause your conscience to work overtime in condemning us. Yet, when it comes to forgiving those that have caused you great pain and suffering, uh, maybe you're not so willing to extend that very same grace. Yes, when I read that I needed to honor my father and my mother in Exodus chapter 20, God asked me what I was going to do with that information. So let me ask you today, since we've all had those who have caused us pain and suffering, what will you do? Maybe you think, if I ignore it long enough, it'll just go away. Well, when God reveals a truth to us, he expects us to listen. Yes, God has given us a free will. And we can say, uh, no, I'm not going to listen to you, Lord. I'm not going to listen to your word. I know what you're saying here, and I know what you want me to do, but I'm not going to do it. But why would we disobey God's voice? Why would we resist his word? Because every day that we resist him, is another day of holding back His perfect will from our lives. I wonder if the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to someone right now listening on the radio, you know, just right now about someone that you've had a great struggle with. This would be a great time to just, well, let it go and allow God to truly heal the brokenness in your soul. Yes, it's never too healthy. It's never healthy to harbor anger and unforgiveness. Maybe as a family member, a friend, you know, a spouse, you know, or those that you work with. Yes, we are called to just let it go. And if you're uh, the one that's caused the misery, because let's face it, if we all had people that have caused us misery, maybe you have caused others some misery, it's time for you to repent and to seek the forgiveness of God and to seek, seek the forgiveness of that person that you've offended. But whether we need to seek someone else's forgiveness or we are to forgive those who have offended us, let's not forget what Jesus said about forgiveness in the Sermon on the Mount. He said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, he says, For if you forgive men for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But he goes on to say, But if you do not forgive men, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Whoa, wait a second here. Slow down. That's a challenging statement for those who refuse to forgive. If I don't forgive others... God's not going to forgive me? Yeah, that's what he just said. Remember, we're not to forgive because those people who have caused us so much pain deserve it. Of course they don't deserve it. They're dogs. They're the ones that caused us pain. They're the ones that threw us under the bus. They're the ones that stabbed us in the back. Of course they don't deserve it. But just know this. We don't deserve God's love either. We're the ones that willingly sinned and and rebelled against God. So we don't deserve it either. We are called to forgive because we are a forgiven people, see? And God wants to deliver us from all the anger and the angst that we carry inside of us. See, so when we forgive others, it's not just kind of, quote, letting them off the hook. It's getting us off the hook of carrying all that angst inside. I mean, most people that cause us misery, do you think they're thinking about us? No, they could care less about us. That's why they threw us under the bus. But the point is, every time we think about them, our heart's like, ugh, uh, you know, and it gets, gets us all upset. We can't go to sleep at night, you know, all of these things. Yes, forgiving others sets a captive free. And you learn that the captive was you. Well, as we move on here, as you know, we've done some studies here in the book of Genesis, you know, and I'm sure forgiveness was something that we're going to look at that was a major thing in Joseph's life. Joseph had to deal with this. I mean, think about all the hate that Joseph had stored up inside of him, or I should say that he could have had stored up because he doesn't give us any signs that he has that hate in him. But think about how much he could have had. Remember, he had a lot of time to think about all the things that happened to him because he was sitting in prison for several years. Why? Well, because his own brothers, his own flesh and blood, sold him to slave traders because they hated him. Then the slave traders, they sold him as nothing more than a cheap commodity to a rich man in Egypt just to make a profit. I'm sure he was trying to reason with them like, Hey, guys, you know, I can't believe my brothers sold me to you, but let me go. But it was to no avail. Then after what appeared to be God redeeming his life, After he was sold to this man named Potiphar in Egypt, he was falsely accused by Mrs. Robinson. Oh, no, I mean Mrs. Potiphar. (laughs) She was a hussy. This was a loose woman, you could say. She would come to him every day, lie with me, lie with me. And he's like, wait a second, woman, you're married to my boss. I can't do this great evil and sin against God. But he didn't succumb to her sexual advances. And she didn't take for that. She didn't like that. She didn't like getting rejected. So she falsely accused Joseph of attacking her, which, of course, he didn't. But that landed him in prison. Don't you think he had a little pent up anger towards Mrs. Potiphar? But Joseph said, "Lo, well, I'm not going to bear all of that inside of me. I wonder what would happen to us if we lived a life of true integrity like Joseph did. Some might say it would get us nowhere. Isn't that where it got Joseph? You you try to do everything right. You're honest. You're upright. You're the best employee. And look where it got him. Falsely accused and thrown into prison. Hey, I live by the old motto. You got to watch out for number one. You got to stick up for yourself. Well, you can maybe get that. But one thing for sure. It's like that's not what Joseph did. And why do we look at these details here? Because, you know... At Core Church Los Angeles, we want to teach the Word of God, book by book, chapter by chapter, and verse by verse, so that you can grow in your relationship with Christ. But you know, another part of just a healthy lifestyle is getting away. And I have some good news to share with you here. It's like we've been under this stinking lockdown. Wait, can you say stinking on the radio? Well, I just did. But anyway, we've been under this lockdown for over a year. It's finally starting to loosen up. Well, we had a trip. Plan for 2021, May of 2021. Well, we extended that trip and it's now in October of 2021. And where are we going? Well, Core Church Los Angeles is taking a trip. And let me ask you are you ready for a vacation? I know that I am, man, I haven't been on vacation in a whole year. It's like, wow, listen, why don't you think about going on vacation with me? Now, the downside of that is you're stuck with me the whole vacation. But the upside is we're going to have Bible devotions every single day. And what we're going to do is we're going to do this trip. It's called the Footsteps of Paul and we're going to go over to the Mediterranean and hit all these Greek islands. We're going to go to Philippi. We're going to go to Thessalonica. We're going to go to Corinth. We're going to go to the island of Patmos where the Apostle John wrote the book of Revelation. So we're going to go in all these places that the Apostle Paul went and started churches as his great evangelist. We're going to go to Greece and stand on Mars Hill where he talked to the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers. We're going to do all of these things, and it's going to be a wonderful trip we're even going to hit the island of Santorini and some of you might be thinking well what happened on that island well biblically uh, let me tell you what happened absolutely nothing. (laughs) It's like, but I hear, and I haven't been there yet, but I hear it's the most beautiful island in all the Mediterranean. So you know what we're going to do there? Nothing but have fun. So imagine that. Every day we're going to a different place. All these different churches that we read about in the Bible, Philippians, Corinthians, you know, all of these places. We wake up with a group of people that love God, have worship time, have a little Bible study at each one of these places talking about what Happen? How did this church of Philippi get started? And then we're just going to enjoy one another. And so why don't you go to Core Church Los Angeles, our webpage, it's corechurchla.org. There's a little icon on there. You can get signed up there. It'll hook you up with the actual webpage. You put in Core Church LA 21, that's the tour code, and you can go with us. There's even an extension to Rome. That's right, a four-day extension. So it's a 10-day trip. You can opt for the extension. I'm going to do the extension. Some people ask, well, what do you do in Rome? What happened there? Well, obviously, you know, Paul wrote the book of Romans, you know, to the church that was in Rome. And, of course, Paul was in prison there to seek out Caesar, and that's where he wrote the pis- uh, the prison epistles. He was in the Mamertine prison. But just to be honest with you, it's just a cool place to go. Now, I've never done the footsteps of Paul myself, so I'm really looking forward to this trip. But I've gone to Israel five times and i have done the rome extension which is really cool but it's going to be a great trip of adventure of fun and just flat out vacation so hey if you ever wanted to go vacation with someone like me which would be a little scary on your side you can come anyway you can check it out at corechurchla.org but hey getting back here to our study here with joseph you know uh Joseph was in prison, and he had every right to be bitter and angry if you're just a person in the world. But know this, when we do what God has called us to do, there could be great consequences. There could be huge ramifications. But we must also know this, that God will never ever leave us or forsake us. He will never abandon us. I love that verse in 1st Samuel 12:22. It says, "For the Lord will not abandon his people on the account of his great name, because the Lord has been pleased to make you a people for himself." Wow. God has made us a people for himself, and he will not abandon us. But let's just look at it in realistic form here. How in the world did Joseph hang on? I mean, he was abandoned by his brothers, sold as a slave for 20 pieces of silver. It's like he was sold to this guy in Egypt. It looked like God was redeeming his life. Now he's thrown in prison because his wife's a hussy and falsely <laughs> accuses him. How did Joseph hang on and walk with integrity? One of the things I like about the Bible is the fact that it tells us, well, pretty much the good, the bad, and the ugly of everyone in the Bible. Even King David, the man after God's own heart. We hear all of, well, some unsavory things about him because the Bible just tells us the truth. It doesn't paint some beautiful picture about everyone. But Joseph is one of the few guys that you don't really read anything negative on. So again, how in the world did this guy hang on? How did he not just lose his faith? How did he continue to follow the Lord when all All of his circumstances continued to spiral out of control. Well, I don't know. (laughs) It's like, I'm not sure. Uh, I can tell you this. He was a godly man because it just kept getting worse for him. Now, in previous studies, you know, he revealed dreams to the cupbearer and the baker. Now, those were two guys that worked right alongside with Pharaoh, you know, the king of Egypt. Again, Egypt's a world governing empire at this time, and so these two guys were thrown into prison. Obviously, they must have done something wrong there, and they were imprisoned. You know, and the Bible says that that Pharaoh was furious with them. There must have been some kind of threat on Pharaoh's life, and they were sent to the dungeon. But that's when Joseph interpreted dreams that they had, because Joseph was raised up as the guy running the prison. Now, because wherever he went, God just blessed him. It's like No matter how sour things were, God still worked in his life. Well, he comes in one morning, and this cupbearer and the baker had these dreams, and he uh, tells exactly what's going to happen, and it happens. And the cupbearer was restored to his position as serving Pharaoh in three days, just like Joseph said, and the baker, who must have been guilty, uh, his dream uh, revealed that in three days he would be toast. And, well, he was toast. Well, just as Joseph said to the cupbearer, he says, Look, all I want you to do when you get out is remember me. Just remember me. When you get out, just tell them that I've been falsely accused and get me out of this place. And that's what he said in the last verse of chapter 40. And what did he say? He says, The cupbearer forgot Joseph. <laughs> He didn't remember. I mean, don't you hate when that happens? Hey, listen, bro. All you got to do is remember one thing. When you get out, get me out of here. Oh, it said he forgot Joseph. Okay. I hate when we're forgotten. It's like, oh, my goodness. You know, I think we've all had those promises broken to us, you know, a promise, uh, uh, a date, uh, a birthday, a meeting, a raise, whatever the case. But when we're forgotten, it's just the worst. I remember my dad, when I was in the seventh grade, I was totally into fishing. I don't know why I was into fishing, but I was. So my dad had the clear blue. Like, it's not like we were talking about fishing or anything. And I never really went fishing with my dad. I went with my friend, me and my buddy got into it. So All of a sudden, my dad says, I'm going to buy you a new fishing pole. I'm like, what? Really? I remember getting on the bus going to school that day. I told my friend, man, you're not going to believe this. My best friend growing up in school was Bobby Golas. And I just said, hey, Bobby, my dad's going to buy me a brand new fishing pole. And he's like, oh, so cool. I got home. It wasn't there. So I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's, he's going to surprise me. Well, my dad was a long-distance truck driver, you know. So he would be home two days, gone seven, home two. All of a sudden, the two days are up. He's back on the road. No fishing pole. I'm thinking, well, maybe he's getting it, and he's going to bring it back. So he gets back seven days later. No fishing pole. Hey, here I am, 50 years later. No fishing pole. Everyone's got a fishing pole on this planet but me. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness. I mean, I was so bummed. I never asked him about it again because I felt weird. I mean, look, I'm just a kid, but it just, it totally bummed me out beyond measure. I wonder if there's anyone listening right now that you've been forgotten and it's a lot more than a fishing pole. Maybe you weren't loved and you weren't cared for and maybe You just feel like, man, does anyone even care about me? Well, I just want you to know this. God loves you. He cares about you. You know, it's like in case no one's told you this today. Here, let me be the first one to tell you. There's a God in heaven who loves you and cares about you. And get this, it's even better than it sounds. Because God says when he looks at us, he sees us as a clear transparency. That means that he knows everything about you. So the reality is me and you are not really that lovable when everything is known. Oh, we can be nice at times, and we can have our nice sides, but there's just some stinky parts about our lives if we were totally honest. God looks at us, and many times it'll even say in the Scripture, like the rich young ruler, it said that Jesus looked at him. It was almost like he looked right through him. And when God looks through us and sees all the good, the bad, and the ugly, are we really that lovable? Here's the answer, though. God loves us in spite of us. Did you get that? God loves us in spite of us. Now, I wonder if there's any that would say, you know, Pastor, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what's been going on in my mind, in my life right now. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I understand. You know, you're probably not lovable, but God loves you in spite of you. And if there's anyone listening right now that you would like to get right with God and you'd like to say, you know, Lord, I'd like to give this another run. I need forgiveness. I've got things going on in my life, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of spinning out of control here. I don't feel your peace. I don't feel your love. I don't feel your joy. But I would like to get right with you. And maybe there's some prodigal sons listening and prodigal daughters, and you just need to come home. Well, if that's you, I want to lead you in a prayer. And I can tell you this. I don't care how bad you've been. If you're honest in this prayer, God will hear you. So you pray this now and mean it in your heart, and God will hear you. Pray it now. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you were buried and that you rose again. Oh, Lord, I need you in my life. I need your cleansing. I need your peace. I need your hope inside of me. Be my Lord, be my God, be my Savior, and be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you a Bible. Now, look, everyone's got a Bible. I think I got 10 Bibles at my house. I got Bibles coming out my ears. And maybe you're one of those people like me. But the Bible that I want to send you has notes in it to help you in a walking relationship with Christ. It takes up about the first 50 pages of it. So this would be a free gift from me to you. Uh, you can email me at bible at corechurchla.com. That's bible at corechurchla.com. Just send me your name and address, and we'll get one out to you. And may the Lord God bless you.
1: Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you've been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting CORE CHURCH LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org, as well as writing to P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California 90034.